Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God, we ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious, it's fun, it's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. What is the greatest threat our nation faces today? Is it China? Is it Russia? Is it uh, being woke? General Jerry Boinkin joins the program today to share with us, uh, from his perspective, the guy who helped to found the Delta Force and train some of our greatest warriors over the past several decades, uh, has an opinion on the greatest threats our nations face today as well as our family faces personally. Uh, Great conversation with General Jerry Boykin. Uh, We recorded it, I don't know, two weeks ago at least. Um, But we're going to be playing at least the first 20 minutes for you of that conversation in this hour coming up at 35 past the hour. Christine Niles rejoins our program. She did an expose on Father Peter McQuelly out of the, the, the Archdiocese of New York City. Unfortunately, he was found dead back in 2020. Drugs, sex, financial scandal that rocked the Archdiocese. And her expose uh, reveals that the Archdiocese did an in-depth investigation of the whole matter, but didn't release any of it. And we wonder why. Why is that the case? And uh, what did uh, His Eminence Cardinal Dolan know and not know and when? We're going to have that conversation with Christine Niles coming up at 15 past the hour in the What's Concerning Us. So a lot of information to share with you today. We're going to be uh, having a great show. Hopefully you can join us for all or part of it. Of course, in the second hour, we're going to play our game show. It's going to be a lot more fun, less intense, uh, and prizes are at stake. So if you can join us in the second hour, we would love to have you. But uh, good morning to you, Janelle. Good morning, Mr. Joe. Praise be to God. I was pretty depressed this morning to find out that the pillar is uh, the, you know, they put out that... That report was it last week about uh, uh, the grinder, the hookup app mm. use of of some clergy within the church in the USCCB in, in particular. But now they've also in that same re- that same investigation, they discovered there were several phones out of the Vatican mm-hmm. also using these hookup apps. And it turns out that China owns these these uh, apps. Russia has some. And they use them for blackmail and extortion, and now there are a lot of people embroiled in that. It's kind of crazy. And the plot thickens. And the plot thickens. Lord have mercy. Yeah. Um, Yes, it's it's hard. It's it's a little sad. It is very sad to hear that. Um, So we'll just need to keep praying for priests um, constantly. Holiness. Holiness. That's everybody's mission. Speaking of which, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Are you saying that it's uh, my mission as well? I'm saying it's a little sad. Mm. Really? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, it is still good to be here. <laughs> nonetheless, he says. Praise be to God. Well, we are going to have a great show. It's good to have Christine Niles back. She's not been on in a while, so uh, we're looking forward to that. And then, of course, as I said, General Jerry Boinkin. Now, we, we recorded, what, 45 minutes or something with him? 42 minutes, exactly. Or about 41, like 50 seconds. So all of our CDT insiders already received the full interview. So if you're on our email list, you get the perks. I encourage you to join our email list. You can do so by pulling out your cell phone right now and text the letters GRN to the number 42828. If you text 
those letters to that phone number, you will be enrolled in our email list. So the number is 42828, and the numbers are GRN, or the letters, rather. So just text GRN to 42828, and you can be enrolled in the CDT Insider email list, and you will get perks like that, first access to full interviews. Now, we will make this interview, the full version, uh, completely available to everyone off our CDT YouTube channel. Um, I don't know if it'll be happen today or tomorrow or whatever, but uh, if you want first access, you got to be on the CDT Insider email list. Again, text the letters GRN to the number 42828. All right, so praise be to God. Going to be a full show. We're looking forward to it. And uh, for those hanging out on the live video streams this morning, good morning to you. Praise be to God. Good morning to you, Station of the Cross. Grateful to have you on board, of course, and the Guadalupe Radio Network. Let's pray for all of your intentions and for a conversion of sinners worldwide and for the faithfulness of the hierarchy of the church to the teaching of the church and her patrimony and her mission to save souls. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And now the headlines with Janelle Lang. Today is Wednesday, July 28th. Here are some headlines from Church Militant. End of Roe v. Wade, Mississippi abortion ban has been challenged. Arizona Senate subpoenas election materials, orders Maricopa County to hand over election materials. A Catholic priest has been attacked in Scotland, attacked by an unknown man with a glass bottle. The priest is not hurt, thanks be to God. Health group forces vaccines, Catholic hospitals wish to mandate jab for employees. Costa Rica bans the TLM, becomes the first country to fully enact the Pope's motu proprio. An actor hails family film's gay scene, celebrates his coming out moment in family film. In other news, new report uncovers extensive use of homosexual hookup app Grinder at the Vatican. And New York Times reporter deletes tweets suggesting that Trump supporters are enemies of the state. Reported by Crooks, Catholic hospital in India attacked by mob. An Indian archbishop said an attack on a Catholic hospital was very saddening. The attack on Catholic Nazareth Hospital in Makama in the northeastern state of Bihar took place on July 15th, when a mob of around 30 people attacked the medical facility's only functioning ward, which had 11 patients. The mob equally terrorized the working staff, the watchmen, and the patients, said the hospital administrator, Sister Anjana of the Congregation of the Sisters of Charity of Nazareth, which was founded in Kentucky. Ten of the eleven patients developed fever and loose motion out of fear and the blood pressure of one patient went high due to panic, she said in an open letter. It all happened under the watchful eye of a handful of Makama police personnel who were onlookers along with the mob. Sister Anjana said that Sister Aruna Kurketa, who was on call at the facility during the attack, was beaten up and kicked as she tried to inform the administration about the situation. In her letter, she described how the group rushed into the ward with a person on a stretcher with people shouting, get ready with everything and call the doctor. They rolled the stretcher till the end of the ward where two female inpatients were resting. 
One of the attendants from the mob went to beat up an old female patient, Sister Anjana continued. The person on the stretcher was confirmed to be already dead by the doctor, although the mob claimed that the person still had a pulse. Out of fear for their lives, the nurses locked themselves in the nurse's station along with the doctor and called for the on-call sister. The mob kept banging on the door, the letter said. The deceased was a 40-year-old railway worker that had been shot while riding his motorcycle. It is tragic to lose a young man like that abruptly. It is even more tragic to terrorize the on-duty nurses and the doctor, Sister Anjana said. Nazareth Hospital functions with a handful of nurses and doctors. It is a difficult task for the administration to recruit trained doctors and nurses to work at the hospital. Then by the rude and mob behavior of our very own local people who keep on asking the hospital administration to make the hospital function as a full-fledged hospital. Isn't this a contradiction of terms? She continued. How is it possible to function in such a hostile environment? End quote. And lastly from LifeSite News, Vigano says the West is on the verge of ruin due to apostasy and cancel culture. I'm Janelle and those are your headline news for Wednesday, July 28th. God love you. The saint of the day is Saint Jaime Hilario Barbal. He was born on the 2nd of January, 1898 in Invenie, Lerida, Diocese of La Sud de Urgela, uh, northern Spain, in Ma- uh, as Manuel Barbal Cosan. He was raised in a pious and hardworking family near the, Pari- uh, the Pyrenees Mountains and entered the seminary at the age of 12. But when his hearing began to fail in his teens, he was sent, to, he was sent home. He joined the Brothers of the Christian Schools at the age of 19, entering the novitiate on the 24th of February, 1917, at Irún, Spain. He took the name Jaime Hilario. He was an exceptional teacher and catechist. He believed strongly in the value of universal education, especially for the poor. However, his hearing problems grew worse, and in the early 1930s, he was forced to retire from teaching and began to work in the garden at the La Salle House in San, San Jose, Tarragona, Spain. He was imprisoned in July 1936 at Molerosa, uh, Spain, when the Spanish Civil War broke out and religious were swept from the street. He was transferred to Tarragona in December and then confined on a prison ship with some other religious. He was convicted on the 15th of January, 1937, of being a Christian brother. Two rounds of volley fire from a firing squad did not kill him, possibly because some of the soldiers intentionally were shooting wide. Their commander then murdered Jaime with five shots at close range. He was the first of the 97 La Salle brothers to be killed in Catalunina, Spain during the Spanish Civil War to be recognized as a martyr. He was shot to death on the 18th of January 1937 at the Mount of Olives Cemetery near Tarragona, Spain and was canonized on the 21st of November 1999 by Pope John Paul II. Saint Jaime Hilario Barbal Pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Matthew chapter 13, verses 44 through 46. Jesus said to his disciples, The kingdom of heaven is like that, a treasure buried in a field, which a person finds and hides again, and out of joy goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. 
when he finds a pearl of great price, he goes and sells all that he has and buys it. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Teresa of Avila said, God never fails to help someone who decides to leave all things for his sake. The Navarre Commentary pointed out this morning that there are slight differences in the teachings contained in these two parables. Number one, the treasure means abundance of gifts, but the pearl, the beauty of the kingdom. The treasure is something stumbled upon, the pearl the result of a long search. St. Hilary said the treasure was hidden because the field must also be bought. The treasure hidden in the field is Christ incarnate, who is found everywhere, but the hidden treasure cannot be possessed without paying for the field. That is, we must sacrifice this world if we are to enjoy the riches of heaven. Did you catch that? It's not good enough. To simply acknowledge our Lord and Savior Jesus, we must also act upon that, that, that statement of faith. We must do something. We must live as though it matters, and our actions speak louder than words. St. Chrysostom said this, For the gospel preaching is hidden in this world, and if you do not sell your all, you will not purchase it. And this you ought to do with joy. That is so important. This gets emphasized over and over again with the church fathers on this particular passage today. Even Haydock's commentary says, The eternal kingdom of faith opens to your view, but it does not put you in possession without good work. So this can, cannot be stated enough. This treasure, according to St. Hilary, this treasure is indeed found without cost, for the gospel preaching is open to all, but to use and possess the treasure with its field we may not without price, for heavenly riches are not obtained without the loss of this world. So I think uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 21 reminds us, for where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. So today, our passage from Matthew 13 is reminding us that we must decide the world or heaven. You can't try to be both. You must make a decision. We must be in the world, but we can't be of it. We must be on pilgrimage to heaven and helping others get there as well. Let us sell all we have to buy that field. Let us treasure this pearl of great price, our Lord and Savior Jesus. Let us give everything for him and help others obtain heaven as well. We'll be right back. Christine Niles from, Christ, uh, from Church Militant is on to talk about her expose of Father McQuelly in New York City and so much more. We'll be right back. GloryandShine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. GloryandShine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At GloryandShine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, GloryandShine.com. Thank you again. Ever feel like life's just too much? Maybe it's time for a change. God offers us relief and hope. So if you're feeling like you need more peace today, begin at catholicscomehome.com. I used to wonder if God really cared about me. Then I started praying and going to church. 
I realized that God in my life was the difference between occasionally being happy and finding lasting joy. If you're looking for something more, check out catholicscomehome.com. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Coming up at 35 past the hour, retired U.S. Army General Jerry Boykin is going to be our guest. Talk about the greatest threat to our country, but to our families as well. Is it China? Is it Russia? Is it the woke military? How about the readiness of our military? General Boykin weighs in on that. He's the guy who founded Delta Force, or at least helped to found that. So uh, his opinion is very much informed and important for us to pay attention to. General Jerry Boykin coming up at 35 past the hour. Joining us once again uh, right now, though, is Christine Niles on Zoom. Jack, good morning to you, Christine. It's good to see you. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Praise be to God. I am alive. And that counts. Good. Good. <laughs> and that counts. It's important to be alive. Yeah. Yes, it is. Praise <laughs> be to Jesus. Now, you released uh, a big expose, I guess it was a, well, just over a week ago or so, um, and I watched it. It was very powerful. Uh, tell us about the story coming out of New York. Sure. This is a story that we've been tracking for about five years about Father Peter McQuelly. And uh, as I said in the expose, it's, it's titled Spotlight, uh, New York's Cardinal Dolan Exposed. And... Um, it's almost too hard to believe. I mean, we couldn't sensationalize it because the story, the details themselves were just so insane. You know, Father Peter McQuelly, uh, a, a New York priest who was actually involved in um, <laughs> this illicit liaison, sexual liaison with a gay for pay prostitute, Keith Christ, his boyfriend, whom he actually met, met on rentboy.com. And he was actually embezzling parish funds to pay for this drug-fueled homosexual lifestyle with what he called a sex master. I don't want to get into too many details. I'm just saying yeah. the whole point is that... <laughs> I'm getting the whole sick point is that, just hearing it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the whole point is that Cardinal Dolan knew. That's what we exposed. That and the was... thing is, we had been reporting on this for years and years, mm. way back when it first started in 2015. We actually went out there and interviewed the prisoners. We interviewed one of the prime witnesses, who was Tatiana Gooden. She is the former girlfriend of Keith Christ. And uh, God bless her, you know, she, she's had a very, I'd say, you know, for Catholics, a pretty scandalous life. She actually used to be a Wall Street broker, and then she left that to become a stripper. Mm. Uh, and during that time, that's when she met Keith Chris. They got together. But uh, Chris told her everything about this relationship with his, you know, the, the priest. So she knew everything about this, and then she went for She gave all of it to Cardinal Dolan. And um, they had all this information. They'd had it since 2015. And they made all sorts of public ex excuses not to take it seriously. But a number of the priests in New York knew very well what was going on. I was going to say, one, that was one of the things that I found uh, most troubling or interesting. I'm not sure how you want to characterize it. But when I was watching the expose, you know, so there was an investigator that was assigned and actually did his job. 
I mean, he, he dug up the uh, the the story. He interviewed people. He found documentary evidence. They knew the deal. As your expose makes explicit the story, he interviewed people. He found documentary evidence. They knew the deal. As your expose makes explicitly clear, because you know, there's the priest that was in charge of this investigation admits it, uh, and it, that's being recorded, and you're playing that. Uh, why? Okay, so why would they go through the effort? to have an investigation, to actually do their jobs and do an investigation, but never do anything with that. Like, I don't, what was the motivation from the Archdiocese perspective to go through the effort, but then never do anything with that information? Like, what were they trying to, what, what were they going to get out of that? Well, here's what happened. So for years and years, whenever people asked about the McQuelly scandal, the public response was, well, you know, the Bronx DA has already investigated. They didn't find any criminal wrongdoing. And we have looked into it, too. And there have been sensational claims. And, you know, we have not found any credible evidence of immoral activity. That's always been their public statement. It, at some point, um, Cardinal Dolan decided to kind of put, you know, McCauley aside because he was causing some, fair, you know, embarrassment. And he basically put a strictures on him saying, okay, you can't cause any further scandal. You can't have media, you can't be in the media, just lay low, stay quiet, we'll leave you alone. But if you break those rules, I'm going to have to suspend you, etc. And, and he actually recommended that he be laicized. McQuilly didn't want to get laicized. He wanted to stay a priest. Not entirely sure why, but he just wanted to remain a priest. I think in 2019, that's when McQuilly was back in the headlines. I can't remember for what reason. I think at that point, the scandal had gone for so long that I think at that point, Dolan just thought, okay, I need to get this priest out of my hair. You know, he's just too much trouble. Um, and so that's when he had Father Richard Welch, which was former former judicial vicar. He hired him as the investigator for the Holy See to gather evidence for his laicization. Mm. And the thing is, this was very private. Nobody was supposed to know about this. It was a very private, quiet thing. It was certainly not made public. And they were going to they set everything off to Rome for his laicization. While Rome was deliberating, Peter McQuilly died. And so that was the end of it. So the what? Why wouldn't they, if they'd gone, again, if they'd gone through the effort, they've done the investigation, they want him to be laicized, what would be, where's the downside for the archdiocese to not let the public know that they've done all of that? I don't understand. Because, like, it because seems then like it would it contradict, would it would contradict everything they had said publicly before then. Oh. It would directly contradict it. It would reveal to the public that we've always known about this, even though in the past we've sort of played dumb. Like, we had no idea about any of this. It would contradict what they said, what, what um, the Archdiocese has always said about McQuelly, essentially saying, oh, he's innocent. So does, it was just too, it was just too damning. Mm. Does the church only seem, it seems like the church only cares, or at least the hierarchy only cares whenever it's criminal misdeeds, when it's something that is, that violates a civil law, then they might start doing things. But it seems like if it's just a moral failing, uh, like sodomy, it's not illegal but it's not. Uh, but of course, in the church, I mean, we—I was reading. I've been reading the Book of Gomorrah, and the punishments there for sodomy for sodomite priests is like is incredible. Is in it's mind blowing. Yeah, so yeah. what yeah. exactly is the standard now? I, do they only punish civil punish civil misdeeds? Well, first of all, I think you make an excellent point. Um, but before we get back to that, in this case with Father McCrelly, there very well may have been criminal behavior because I did bring up the fact about the sex abuse. Mm. Um, so th there may have been criminal behavior involved because Father McQuelly actually witnessed sex abuse from a priest. 
he brought it to the archdiocese. The archdiocese essentially said, here, we're going to give you this parish if you just stay quiet. So there's evidence of that. Um, but yeah, I think you make a good point. For instance, look at the way that everybody, some, the hierarchies were reacting to Monsignor Burrell, you know, being outed for using Grinder hundreds and hundreds of times. Um, you know, they're very quick to say, well, it, it wasn't with a minor. I know. You know? <laughs> Drives as me like, batty. As if that's okay. It's, it's, it's okay so long as a minor's not involved. Are you out of your mind? What is going... It's like it's such an, a, a, a spin, such an excuse. It drives me nuts to see us uh, give a pass to this behavior. If it was heterosexual sex, we should be outraged that these priests are doing this. Uh, it just blows my mind how much we give a pass to this immorality. Yeah, um, yeah. What about the... Go back to the criminal's uh, point for a second, though. How come the, uh, the, the prosecutor in New York is not interested in embezzlement, at the very least? Um, you know, well, Cyrus Vance is known to be quite corrupt. This is a man who... And also he has ties to the New York Archdiocese, so he had a zillion reasons why he wouldn't want to pursue a case like this. He needs the vote of Catholics to get in. He needs to stay in the good graces of the Catholics of New York and kind of going after the Catholic Church like this, especially in a high-profile case like this, it could have been politically deadly for him. This is a man who makes political calculations. It's, he's not a man who's really interested in justice. I think I, I, sh- I make that abundantly clear. He sides with the powerful, and he fails to prosecute you know, major sex abuse cases, including Jeffrey Epstein, Harvey Weinstein, all of that, um, because at the time they were very considered very powerful people. Mm. So um, I think the the money that was involved was between one million and two million for him probably was small fry compared to um, the the trouble he could have gotten into if he went after the archdiocese. We have about uh, four and a half minutes left with Christine Niles from Church Militant on her expose about Father Peter McQuelly, what the Archdiocese knew, what Cardinal Dolan knew. Uh, it's kind of like, to me, it's kind of like when you, you know, uh, God forbid you live in a place with cockroaches, but when you turn the lights on in the middle of the night and cockroaches are, are, are going everywhere, it's a little bit like that. Uh, but now, okay, so now the truth is out there. The, di- the diocese did their due diligence. They have all of the evidence, but they're just going to let it all go now just because Father Peter McCauley's dead? I mean, it's terrible that he died under those circumstances alone. Well, you know, I think the most tragic thing about this is obviously his life was extremely immoral. It was horrible. uh, But, you know, kind of abandoned. Exactly. Cardinal Dolan was his spiritual father and he just let him do this. I mean, perhaps I'm sure Cardinal Dolan probably talked to him and said, hey, you need to quit this. But still, the, the point is that he covered it up for years, and he allowed it to be covered up for years. He publicly went out there and lied to the public about this. Instead of disciplining this priest, which he should have done, if he really loved his spiritual son's soul and cared about his welfare, he should have disciplined him immediately, you know, really uh, imposed some sort of penalty to ensure you don't continue this lifestyle, and we're not going to continue covering up this lifestyle, because the thing is, there's a circle you know, there's far more involved, and those men are still very much there in New York, very much entrenched, those other bad clergy who knew all about this. So, um, yeah, like you said, he abandoned his spiritual son, and then look at the way he died. So I just encourage viewers out there, pray for his soul, pray mm-hmm. for his soul, because God is merciful, but also pray for Tatiana, too. You know, this is a girl who's, she's Jewish, she's agnostic, um, she's disgusted by what she's seen in the Catholic Church, and by Peter McQuelly and all these Cardinal Dolan but she does have hope when she looks at people like um, the good Catholics, you know, like Church Militant, others fighting for reform in the church. That gives her some hope. 
um, I sent her some a St. Benedict medal, and I asked, would, would you be willing to wear this if I gave this to you? And she said yes. So I, I would ask pre- people out there just to pray for her. Praise be to God. You know, one aspect, we have about a minute and a half, two minutes left. One aspect of this whole conversation, as but it kind of relates to, like, the bishops talking about whether or not they should have a conversation around, you know, not giving communion to, to public uh, 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 anti-life uh, uh, Catholics. It seems like it's so lopsided. You know, Cardinal Dolan not wanting to release this, this information that he had in his possession because of the public nature. Yet, on the opposite side of that equation, the, the, the per- perpetrators of these scandals, uh, the sex, the drugs, the, the, the crimes, all of it, that's very public. Why isn't the, a church's response to that public? It seems crazy that we can't have uh, an equal and opposite reaction, so to speak. What, what say you with Minute on the Clock? No, I absolutely agree. It's completely hypocritical. Um, it's almost mind blo- mind boggling. You know, when you I know we got that response from so many people. We got a flood of responses to the spotlight. Just sort of like, wow, the depths, the depths of the evil, the filth, the corruption, the cover up. It's almost too much to believe. It's yeah. very disheartening. Um, what do we do? You know about all this? Um, yeah, all we can do is keep exposing this to the disinfectant light of day. Keep praying, praying for conversion, praying for better leaders. Uh, yeah, I mean, excellent point. Uh, well, real quick, what are your thoughts of the pillar investigation of the multiple cell phones inside the Vatican using hookup apps? That is really, I mean, I, I'm I'm glad that they're they're doing that. You know, I'm glad that they're doing that. I think that this filth just needs to be purged from the church. We've got to purge it, and the way you do that is you got to expose it. So you know, more power to them. Yeah, and China owns Grinder. <laughs> I mean, is, unbelievable. Is that ever a good They're thing? They're compromising the security of the Vatican. It's, it's unbelievable. Insane. All right. Well, Christine Niles, Church Militant, thank you for being on with us. Thank uh, you. We encourage everybody to check out the spotlight. You can find it on their website, churchmilitant.com. Christine Niles, God love you. God bless you. Have a great day. God bless you. All right. We're going to go to a break. We're going to come back. We're going to break in news and stories with Janelle. Then, of course, our interview with General Jerry Boykin about the greatest threats against our nation and our families. That's coming up next. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. How many times have you heard someone say that they don't like the Catholic Church because it's so dogmatic? Well, G.K. Chesterton says, You cannot live without dogmas. You cannot act for 24 hours without making a decision based on some deeply held belief that you cannot prove. Man can be defined as an animal that makes dogmas. Trees have no dogmas. Turnips are singularly broad-minded. In truth, there are only two kinds of people. Those who accept dogmas and know it, and those who accept dogmas and don't know it. So when someone objects to the Catholic Church for being too dogmatic, it only means that they are dogmatic against it, even though they have no idea what their own dogmas are. Want more than a minute? Visit us at chesterton.org. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Welcome back to the Catholic Drive Time. I'm Janelle Lay, and here are your headline news. 
Lots of headlines today. Over in Africa, attackers kill five soldiers and one civilian in northern Cameroon. U.S. envoy back engulfed to push Yemen truce as battles spread. Turkey detains 200 Afghan migrants en route to Italy. Lawsuit challenges school district's decision to roof move name of St. Junipero Serra. Update. Priest kidnapped by Islamic terrorist group Boko Haram has escaped. Vatican newspaper calls pro-abortion Biden a practicing Catholic. Catholic family banned from farmer's market for their religious beliefs to go to trial. ACLU Ohio places abortion is still legal billboard in pro-life sanctuary city. Canadian airports will no longer segregate travelers based on vaccine status. Senate appoints lesbian activists and trans women to top military positions. Federal court rules in favor of Governor DeSantis in vaccine passport skirmish. Canadian Heritage Ministry says social media censorship is necessary to democratic debate. Arizona School District issues then retracts consent form to quiz kids about private family info. First day of Vatican mega trial ends with adjournment to October 5th. UK journalists could be jailed for printing info not in the public interest under new amendments. Peru's Castillo assumes presidency amid political storms in divided nation. Prime Minister Johnston wants US travelers back as restrictions set to ease. Sydney adds four weeks to lockdown as Australia COVID-19 cases grow. China starts blocking paid after-school tutoring by public school teachers. Turkey seeks up to 15 years in jail for a license holder of coup-related app. They've taken away the symbol of the American flag. Restaurant owner speaks out after being fined for flying flags on July 4th. California reports higher COVID-19 rates in areas with higher vaccination rights and vice versa. Report more than 50,000 illegal immigrants caught and released by Biden administration. Federal judge rules Christian web designer has monopoly over her own creativity and must give equal access to LGBTQ customers. Federal judge says forcing alleged Capitol rioter to unlock app with his face doesn't violate Fifth Amendment. Foreign journalists in China harassed over Zhengzhou flood coverage. CDC director warns CCP virus may be a few mutations away from evading vaccines. UN-developed sex education curriculum sexualizes children, advocates warn. Whistleblowers and experts warn of increased risks of infertility and death after COVID vaccines. And from the Catholic World Report, Cardinal Gregory reportedly withdraws permission for Dridatine Mass at National Shrine. And those are your headline news for this morning. God love you and have a good Wednesday. Now is uh, Executive Vice President of the Family Research Council, Jerry Boykin, Lieutenant General William Boykin, who uh, has been uh, serving with the Family Research Council now for uh, at least a decade. But he was one of the original members of the U.S. Army's Delta Force. He was also uh, privileged to lead the Army Green Beret and Special Warfare School. He was also the Deputy Director of Defense uh, for Intelligence as well. And we're very grateful for his time. Uh, Good morning to you, General. Thank you for being on our show. It is my pleasure, I assure you. Praise be to God. We are excited to talk to you, uh, one, because you're a great man of faith, but also because of your incredible background in 
in serving our country in combat and the army, uh, of course. But we were living in interesting times, for sure, not only as Christians, but as American citizens. And I wanted to get your take on several of the the big issues of our day. And I want to start with what you think might be the greatest threat to the United States today. Well, I think the greatest threat uh, is probably internal. And the uh, internal threat that I see is the Marxist movement in America, which is uh, changing our culture, changing the direction of our uh, nation and and really robbing us, uh, robbing a generation of of the true history of America. Uh, externally, I think China is the largest threat. Now, I, if that's saying big things from a man who spent forty almost forty years serving our country in the military. You've served under a variety of different presidents, administrations. Uh, even I'm sure that the the general staff above you were interesting in many ways over the years. You're saying now you're seeing a rise in the Marxist. Is this, I guess what I want to understand is, in all of those years and decades you've served, do you see a dramatic increase in our current time? Or do you did you see the, the water uh, starting to boil over along the way? No, it was the latter there. Uh, you know, in 1958, the Communist Party USA wrote a book called The Naked Communist. And in that book, they told us how they would take over America. And, you know, we scoffed at them. We laughed at them. I was only 10 years old at the time, so I didn't, I didn't even know what was going on. But in reading that book now and, and looking at it, I looked at it several years ago, and I saw that the seeds had been sown for a Marxist takeover of America. And if you go back and read the book, The Naked Communist by a guy named Skousen, and it, if, if when you read that book, you will say, they have done what they set out to do and what they told us they were going to do. But they've done it incrementally. And now, as far as they are concerned, they're in the final stages of this takeover. When they create enough chaos in this country, when they, when they make us, uh, when they talk, force us to go from being a nation of laws to, to t- total anarchy, which is where we're headed, um, the next step is that uh, they will take over this country. And I, I believe that we've watched it. Uh, we've tolerated uh, changes that uh, we didn't recognize were really part of this bigger Marxist plan to take over this nation. And uh, I think my generation, quite frankly, has slept through the last 40 years. And we've allowed them to, for example, to uh, uh, absolutely indoctrinate our children in uh, schools. Uh, they've eliminated history, and they've brought in all sorts of things that were all about indoctrination of the generation that would would uh, would take them to the final phase of uh, their uh, agenda. General Boykin is our guest. He is the executive vice president of the Family Research Council. The website is frc.org, by the way. Uh, let's go back to China. You said a minute ago you thought the greatest external threat to America was China, something we've talked quite a bit about on our radio program. Uh, what is it about China's current policies and or positioning that you think is the most threatening to us? To begin with, we need to understand that China... Uh, has a an agenda to dominate uh, this the entire world, the world as we know it. Um, that's been their objective for a long time, 
and uh, quite frankly, they have what it takes to do that. Now, the question is, can we stop them or are we willing to stop them? And the China has attacked us in every single way. China has uh, developed technology that is, uh, in many cases, superior to ours. China is militarizing sea lanes to ultimately control uh, our foreign trade. And China is uh, developing uh, oil resources in countries all over the world, in Africa, in the Middle East, in Asia, and other places. And China has uh, focused heavily on not only the, uh, the South China Sea and building on, on reefs out there, building uh, mobile platforms out there from which they can launch uh, attacks, from which they can uh, launch their boats as well as their airplanes and their drones. And then finally, China is, uh, has mastered outer space as well as cyberspace. So China has had for some time a uh, capability to knock down our satellites. And if they were to do that, uh, we would be in pretty sad shape when it comes to war fighting because we're dependent upon those satellites. So, God forbid, if we should have to go to war, physical combat, uh, cyber combat's been a thing for a while now, but a physical combat, what do you think our chances are? Yeah, uh, today, look, it, I, I don't even know. It, it's, uh, if we actually had to go into a shooting war with China, it's going to be a bloody mess. Uh, one of the reasons is that certainly on the ground, China has, uh, in terms of numbers, is so far superior to any other army in the world. China just has lots of people. I think it's a billion and a half people. Now, that said, uh, the United States still has some superior technology. Uh, I think that, uh, that what we need to be watching is China making a move for Taiwan, and that would bring about what you just asked. If they go after Taiwan, theoretically, that would bring about a shooting conflict between the United States and China. And it would do that simply because we have, uh, we have alliances uh, in that part of the world with uh, Japan and South Korea and with Taiwan. We don't have an embassy there, but there is a contingency plan that rests at the uh, Pacific Command Headquarters, and that contingency plan is to defend Taiwan. So that would theoretically bring us into a shooting war with China. Uh, and it would be ugly. It would be bad. I think on balance that at this right now, today, we still have the advantage against China uh, because of our experience, as much as anything else, because of our naval power. Uh, and China has an aircraft carrier now. Jesus lived on this earth for 30-some years, but isn't it interesting that we know only about a few of them? One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. We know nothing about most of Jesus' life. We can imagine that he lived such a good and ordinary life that it did not attract attention. Yet this average, everyday fidelity was the preparation for that mission we know from the Gospels. We don't know what God will have in store for us to do in the future. 
Life according to St. Benedict's rule tells us that the best way for us to prepare for it is by being faithful in the ordinary demands of our life, day after day. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com, O-N-E, MinuteMonk.com. Only by fidelity in the seemingly small things we are expected to accomplish each day can we ever be prepared for whatever difficult sacrifices might eventually be asked of us. Hi, Joe McLean here, host of the Catholic Drive Time, heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, right here. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of the Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations. Real Estate for Life offers their clients a faith-based experience. Real Estate for Life is online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. China has an aircraft carrier now, but as I've talked to some of my naval friends, they say it's going to take them a long time to learn how to really use that. And if you if you look at um, uh, air operations on a carrier, that's the most complex thing I've ever seen in the military. So, so while China has that, I think we still have superiority uh, from a naval perspective. But it would be an ugly mess, an ugly situation if we had to go into a fighting war with them. Well, having said that, then why, I mean, the previous administration had took a tough policy on China, and I and like that. Um, this current uh, administration seems to be very soft. Um, why, would, why would they do that, given the threats that you just outlined, given the difficulties, the complexities, and the potential great risks we have as a country, let alone, how about the human rights violations that we're, the world is witnessing going on in China right now? Why would this current administration not be tougher on China? You know, that I think that there is, with these progressives, as they call themselves, I call them Marxists, but they call themselves progressives. I think they still have this attitude that if we'll be nice to them, they'll, they'll love us. Hmm. They'll, they'll reciprocate by being nice to us. And that is just not the way things work in the real world, but it is. I mean, take a look at it. Going back to Jimmy Carter, every time you've had a progressive there, there has been this attitude that we can be nice to people and they'll reciprocate and be nice to us. The reality is we've got to be tough with people. We've got to show a resolve with people. And and I think this administration may be compromised. I mean, I think there is evidence coming out right now uh, in terms of uh, Hunter Biden and his uh, uh, dealings with the Chinese and, and just how deep into that was the president himself. I think all of those things are things that are, are certainly uh, there is some – uh, reason to believe that that, that uh, what's coming out now has some validity. So I think that all of that needs to be uh, reviewed, needs to be investigated, and there needs to be some kind of accountability here. And I, but I think that's one of the reasons that uh, they're not uh, they're not taking a really hard position with China. 
you have mentioned that the uh, the problem really is uh, you call them progress. Well, you said uh, the progressives that they call themselves progressives, but you call them Marxist. You know, it kind of remind makes me think. And I'm I'm young. I'm 23 years old, so I was uh, not aware of all this situation happening uh, before with communism, and now it's striking me as it seems like we're in a pseudo cold war with china and it's a more of a battle of ideologies today they are and they they maybe not china specifically but the marxist ideologies are infiltrating our schools our churches our everything and it seems uh that that's really the real issue there and we're not going to be conquered from outside in we're going to be conquered from the inside out uh what say you i say you're absolutely right in fact uh i think that uh khrushchev told us that a long time ago, told us that back in the '60s, we'll destroy you, we'll bury you. That's what he said, and uh, and and they went on to say, uh, we'll take over America without firing a shot, and they that's exactly what they they're, they're trying to do right now. They're trying to take over this country uh, through this Marxist movement, and they've been at it for, you know, certainly since the '40s, uh, trying to take over this country, but. Uh, I think the probably the landmark uh, thing was when they when they wrote a book and told us how they were going to do it, and we didn't believe them, and we watched them do it incrementally, thinking, "Well, this is not going to hurt." Well, you know, oh, that's not a big thing. Well, everything that we compromised on, every time we compromised, uh, and they succeeded in doing what they were trying to do. Uh, they put them one step closer to achieving their agenda. Now, let me tell you, um, one of the things that they said they were going to do is they were going to attack the American families. They were going to go after the families. They were going to go after them and try to make the family disintegrate. And that is because in any nation, especially in America, if you want a good high school graduation rate, you want low crime rates, you want good personal health, uh, the, what you need most is an intact family structure, mom, dad, and children. And uh, if you can attack that and you can destroy that by having the dads uh, taken off and, and having absentee fathers with no, no man in the house, and that's what they said they were going to do. So a lot of what you see in these absentee fathers really goes back to their efforts to destroy the American family. It's working, too. Which leads me to another thought about some of the big issues of our day, critical race theory being, uh, you know, taught in schools all over our countries, let alone higher institutions or just plain old corporate America embracing critical race theory. And yet we see uh, with all the talk of racism, a disproportionate uh, figure of fatherless homes within minority communities, especially among black Americans. I think as much as 70%, uh, in fact, it's a very tragic number. And uh, it seems like th those, the, the Marxists, the progressives, as you say, uh, they don't actually want to solve these problems. They want to perpetuate them. At least that's the way it looks from the outside in. What say you, General Boykin? Yeah, no, that's true. That's absolutely true. It's uh, 72% in the, uh, in the black families. In fact, the the ethnic group with the strongest family bonds, uh, intact families, is actually the Asians. Uh, if you go and look at the at the uh, statistics, it's the Asians that have the most intact families uh, per capita. And uh, but look, yeah, the, 
you get that father, you get the father out of the house, and what you wind up with is you wind up with a a lot more criminal activities because there's nobody supervising those young boys, especially. And uh, you get that father out of the house, get him distracted. Uh, even if he's in the home and you get him distracted with pornography or gambling or all of those things, uh, he's not going to provide uh, the kind of leadership that he should be providing in that home. And we're seeing it all over the country here at the Family Research Council. We're going around and doing men's conferences just to be able to talk to men about what you and I are talking about today and and what these men have to do to get get back and and provide the leadership in those homes that they're supposed to provide because look, the moms are stepping up and, and, and and I think most people know that in the, uh, in, in the, what they call the hood in these big cities, grandmothers, big mama, as they're called grandmothers, they rock. They are the ones that are raising the, the, the children, both boys and girls. And, uh, and God bless them for, for doing that. But we need men in there to where the, they can have a role model. They can have somebody to discipline them, supervise them, and hold them accountable. And that's what is not happening in so many communities all over this country. And that was because they were targeted by the Communist Party USA in this Marxist movement. Target the men. Get them out of the home. You know, that's very interesting, especially what you were saying about pornography and uh, and the like, because we often we often associate people like to say you know this is Orwellian society, but people forget George Orwell was a socialist himself, and it's more we're more akin to the Alex or Huxley um, world where we are trying to shove sensual pleasures on people. We dispose of the idea of suffering. Um, we say that there is no such thing as redemptive suffering, and uh, we know that there is because of our Lord uh, Jesus Christ, who. Um, who died for us, and we know that we can imitate that suffering and make it redemptive. Yet, the society does the exact opposite, and that destroys manhood. It goes what St. Thomas Aquinas called the effeminate man, the man who's unwilling to suffer. Um, and I think that's really the key issue today, is this uh, this, this point of uh, fatherless homes. Um, and uh, General Boykin, could you speak uh, on the idea of of fatherlessness and suffering and why, why it's, it's a good thing. I mean, you in the military, I'm sure that y'all had a lo- little bit of suffering every once in a while. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I'm glad you said that. My latest book is called man to man. And I write about, uh, fathers should let their sons endure hardship or let them suffer the consequences of their behavior. You know, when my son was picked up in Washington, DC driving, my car, which he was not supposed to be in Washington, I had a pistol in there. I always have a pistol in my car, but you can't take it into D.C. He got pulled over, and uh, they arrested him. And they called me and said, we, we've got him, but uh, we found a pistol in the car. And, and I said, and he was driving in Washington? They said, yeah. I said, well, he wasn't supposed to be there, so tell him to enjoy his stay in the jail. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that, 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 that's really good because, you know, I know my dad, we, he would. would Praise be to God in all things. I think that's, we're going to have to put a pin in it there and leave it right there. Our conversation with General Jerry Boykin, 
Uh, but again, if you were on the email list, you got the full interview, forty some 42, 43 minutes worth. If, uh, if you're not, I encourage you to join our email list. You can sign up right on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Uh, but we will be making that uh, entire interview publicly available on our Catholic Drive Time YouTube channel, as well as our Facebook and, and our Rumble and elsewhere. You should be able to find them. Everything is linked up right on our website. That's grnonline.com forward slash CDT. By the way, for anybody who signs up to the email list, one of the things we give to you right away is a free talk uh, by Father Bill Casey on the state of the church today, where we are now, where we are headed, what we must do. That's a powerful 30-minute presentation, so you'll get that in your email inbox right away. In addition to receiving an email every week with a unique piece of content just for you, the Catholic Drive Time Insiders crew on the email list. We're very grateful to you. All right, that's going to do it for the first hour. John Heinen is going to be on with us tomorrow from The Catholic Gentleman, an incredible uh, organization helping to men become holier, to grow in grace, to become better fathers, husbands, brothers, etc. John Heinen's on the show tomorrow. Uh, but uh, we're also going to be interviewing an exorcist today. We've got Patrick Coffin later, I think on Thursday, we're going to be interviewing him. There's a lot of great uh, talent still to come in the uh, days and weeks ahead of Catholic Drive Time. Thank you for being a part of it. If you could join us in the second hour, we're playing the game show and you could win prizes. It's going to be fun. grnonline.com forward slash CDT. God love you and God bless you. And we'll see you at 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Why do Catholics call Mary the Queen of Heaven? Doesn't God rebuke the Israelites in the Old Testament for worshiping a false goddess called the Queen of Heaven? Should we not refer to Mary with that title, therefore, since it's a title of a false god? In Jeremiah 7, verse 18, God is indeed upset with the Israelites for worshiping a false goddess called the Queen of Heaven. However, just because God rebuked them for worshiping the false Queen of Heaven doesn't mean that we cannot pay honor to the true Queen of Heaven, the Blessed Mother. That type of thinking would lead you to believe that just because people worship a false god that they call God, we therefore should not call the true God by that same name, God, because that's the same name the idolaters use for their God. That is faulty logic and it makes no sense whatsoever. Again, the fact that there is a false queen of heaven does not lead to the conclusion that we worship a false goddess when we call Mary the queen of heaven. Just as the fact that there is a false god does not lead to the conclusion that we worship a false god when we call our Father in heaven God. And there is a true queen of heaven. We see this quite clearly in Revelation 12 verse 1. And a great portent appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. Let's see. There's a woman. She's in heaven. And she has a crown on her head. I could be wrong, but I don't think that's the cleaning lady. No, it's the true Queen of Heaven, Mary, the mother of the male child who is to rule the nations. 
We do not worship Mary. We honor her just as Jesus honors her. So there is absolutely nothing wrong from a scriptural point of view in calling Mary the Queen of Heaven and in honoring her just as Jesus honors her. After all, if Jesus is the King, then Mary is truly the Queen Mother of Heaven. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. GloryAndShine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. GloryAndShine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At GloryAndShine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, GloryAndShine.com. Thank you again. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. We are looking forward to our game show coming up. Prizes are at stake, and this week the prize pack is is pretty nice. Do you like leather? Hmm. How about a leather Bible cover or a leather missile cover? I don't know. There's there's lots of leather involved this week. Thanks to our sponsor. We're very grateful to them. But if you would like the chance to win, you gotta be our first caller at 15 past the hour. I'll give you the phone number when it's time. But hint 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 wink wink nudge nudge pro tip here. You can always find it right on our website. So if you want the phone number early and you want to like call early, you're welcome to do so. That's fair enough. You got to go to our website though to do that. grnonline.com forward slash cdt is the uh, uh, website. Just go there, scroll down, you'll see the phone number, the rules, sponsor links, all of that there. grnonline.com forward slash cdt. Good morning to you, Janelle. Good morning, Mr. Joe. Praise be to God. Uh, great hour last hour. It was great. Yes, the interview with General Boykin was very nice. Yeah. And uh, with Christy Niles, uh, the the What's Concerning section, that was also very um, great to hear from her. You know, the only the, I see a common thing between you and Christine. You guys always share, like, the most gut-wrenching story. <laughs> like, oh, my heavens. The good it's, news it's is, not a purpose. The good news is, in the second hour of our show, we only go with good news. Yes, like, yes. It's always the, upbeat and joyful in the yeah, second Yeah, we have hour. a lot of actually really great news to hear um, from lots of inspiring stories this yeah. um, next hour, so yeah. stay tuned. Yeah, praise. Sad to, uh, to hear about Simone Biles backing out of yes. the uh, her competitions there in uh, in the Olympics. Keep her in your prayers. Uh, by the way, she's local to us and uh, practicing Catholic, so pray for all the athletes, but... Uh, Pray for Simone and her family today. All right. Speaking of needing prayers, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. I was betting on you saying, speaking of practicing Catholics, but you know, you know, need, needing prayers. Needing I didn't want prayers, to stretch that too far. That's all right. I, I need wanna, prayers. Please. I didn't want to have me. to go to confession afterwards. Or all. a Pernobis. Yeah. Uh, well, nonetheless, it is still good to be here. Yeah. Praise so good morning. God. Good morning to you. It's still good to be here. Amen to that. Uh, so we're going to be posting those conversations. Now, Ger- the, the General Boinkin interview is actually like 42 minutes long. We only played 20 minutes of it, uh, of it today. So we'll make that public later. And then, of course, we'll put out the Christine Nile stuff r- r- uh, later on. Yes, uh, we are a little behind still from 
uh, whenever we were out sick. So I'm still uploading about a day behind. So that okay. probably will come out tomorrow, and the rest of yesterday's will come out today. Uh, so we're a little bit behind. Eventually, I'll catch we'll up, there. and we'll be back on track of hosting yeah. uh, the interview that day uh, from that day. Amen. Praise be to God. Now, our Catholic Drag Time YouTube channel took a big leap, uh, actually, over the last week and a half or so. So uh, we're very grateful for all the new subscribers to that. Uh, so if, if you like getting just the interview segments, you can do that on that channel. But if you want the podcast version of our show, you, you can get the podcast right on our website or on the iTunes Store, or in Google Play, or in Spotify. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. We would be grateful to you. Again, everything linked up on our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt. Let's jump into our prayer uh, and get our show started again. 15 past the hour, we play our fear and trembling game show. The phone number I will give to you, but it's listed on the website. Uh, So the first caller gets to be the contestant and get in on the prize pack this week. Let's also uh, keep in prayer on the Spanish side of the Guadalupe Radio Network this week. They're on their uh, radiothon, their on-air fundraiser this week, raising the funds necessary to keep the doors open, the lights on, and uh, Catholic radio waves flowing across all of our Spanish radio stations in the GRN. So let's pray for God's provision for our Spanish apostolate. Okay, so let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and now the good news with Janelle A. Autistic boy 11 sees five-year-old drowning while swimming in park and jumps in to save his life. Catholic sisters dedicate lives to telling the elderly you'll never be alone. Entrepreneur starts pro-life bank to aid Christian nonprofits rather than Planned Parenthood. And from Reuters, a source of strength and hope, Baby George turns one with Beirut Blast. Baby George Kanaser is as old as the Beirut Port Blast. His mother was in labor on August 4th last year when a stockpile of ammonium nitrate, stored unsafely for years, exploded in the Lebanese capital, crushing whole windows onto her bed. Emanuele Latif Nasser went on to give birth to her first child under torchlight in the corridor of the destroyed St. George Hospital University Medical Center. One year later, Emanuele and her husband Edmund Kanasser say their son was a symbol of life, bringing hope to the people in Lebanon. Many took strength from him after the blast. We met people whose houses were destroyed and had lost a lot. When they met George, you could see the smile on their face, Edmund said. Emanuele and Edmund are planning to blow out the candles on the birthday cake with their son, Miracle Baby George, as his Instagram page is called on August 8th. From the Catholic World Report, gold medalist weightlifter Hidalin Diaz inspires the Philippines with her victory in Catholic devotion. Philippine Catholic bishops congratulated the country's first-ever Olympic gold medalist, weightlifter Hidalin Diaz, not only for her victory, but for her show of faith and devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Diaz's triumph came in the women's 55-kilogram weightlifting event on July 26. She also set an Olympic record after lifting a combined weight of 224 kilograms. 
After completing her final lift in a very close competition, Diaz held her hands to her face, burst into tears, and clutched at her miraculous medal of the Blessed Virgin Mary hanging from her neck. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, she cried repeatedly after the winning lift. Later on the podium at the medal ceremony, Diaz pointed heavenward after singing the Philippine national anthem, then made the sign of the cross before stepping down and shouting, Mabulhe ang Filipinas, long live the Philippines. Diaz's inspirational victory and public display of her Catholic faith touched the hearts of church leaders and Filipino Catholics watching from home and quickly went viral on social media. In a media interview on July 27th, Diaz said her miraculous medal was given to her by her friends before she departed for Tokyo earlier this month. They prayed a novena for nine days before my competition, she told reporters, adding that she prayed a novena herself and is grateful for all the support her prayer warriors have given her. Diaz said the miraculous medal is a sign of our prayers and faith in Mama Mary and Jesus Christ, adding that her faith in God is the major reason for her success. And last not, but not least from Life News, pro-life advocate Victoria Peterson crowned Miss Universe, thanks her mom for choosing life. The newly crowned Miss Universe Victoria Peterson also happens to be a passionate advocate for the most vulnerable children in society, unborn babies and children in foster care. Live Action News reports Peterson spent six years in foster care starting at age 12, and despite the struggle she faced, she is grateful that her mother chose life. My mother heroically and bravely chose not to eliminate the potential sufferer, me, and because of her choices, I am now a woman who spends her time passionately advocating to eliminate the suffering of those in the womb and in foster care, she said in a Students for Life video in 2020. After winning Miss Universe this month, Peterson praised God for what he had done in her life. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen, she wrote July 22nd on Facebook. Peterson understands better than most how broken the foster care system is. She also believes that there are no better people than pro-lifers to help children in need. If we genuinely love, we must undoubtedly choose life, not just in our marches and at pregnancy centers, but in our backyards, in our homes, and in our foster care system, she said in 2020. Peterson works with America's Kids Belong, which helps foster children find permanent homes before they become adults, according to Live Action News. She also runs her own organization, Bring Beloved, to proclaim and affirm the value of every child in foster care by helping them understand that they are beloved children of God. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm Janelle Lay. God love you and have a good Wednesday. The saint of the day is Saint Jaime Hilario Barbal. He was born on the 2nd of January, 1898 at Invini Lerdia, Diocese of Lesu de Rugel, in northern Spain as Manuel Barbal Cosan. He was raised in a pious and hardworking family near the Parisian mountains and entered the seminary at the age of 12. But when his hearing began to fail in his teens, he was sent home. He joined the brothers of the Christian schools at the age of 19, entering the novitiate on the 24th of February, 1917, at Irun, Spain, taking the name Jaime Hilario. He was an exceptional teacher and a catechist, and he believed strongly in the value of universal education, especially for the poor. However, his hearing problems grew worse, and in the early 1930s, he was forced to retire from teaching and began work in the garden at the La Salle House in San Jose, Tarragona, Spain. He was imprisoned in July 1936 at Molerosa, Spain, where the Spanish Civil War broke out and religious were swept from the street. 
Trans- he transferred to Tarragona in December and then confined on a prison ship with some other religious. He was convicted on the 15th of January 1937 of being a Christian brother. After two rounds of volley fire from the firing squad that did not kill him, possibly because some of the soldiers intentionally shot wide, their commander then murdered Jaime with five shots at close range. For he was the first of the 97 Lasalle brothers killed in the Catalina, Spain during the Spanish Civil War to be recognized as a martyr. He was shot to death on the 18th of January 1937 at the Mount of Olives Cemetery near Tarragona, Spain. He was canonized on the 21st of November 1999 by Pope John Paul II. Saint Jaime Hilario Barbal, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Matthew chapter 13 verses 44 through 46. Jesus said to his disciples, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field, which a person finds and hides again, and out of joy goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. When he finds a pearl of great price, he goes and sells all that he has and buys it. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to God. I really loved a lot of what St. Chrysostom had to say about today's passage. Lately, he's been rocking it in all these passages, and I really enjoy reading St. Chrysostom. Uh, But here's a little snippet. He says, in preaching about, you know, that, that pearl, that treasure, he says, two things are required, namely, to be detached from the business of this life and to be watchful, which are denoted by the merchantmen. To be detached uh, from this life, the business of this life, and to be watchful. I think that's a powerful, very uh, Twitter version of a homily that we can all take away today. How detached are we? How connected? How how much are we white-gripping, knuckling this life of ours? Because we haven't made the determination that we are bound for heaven at all costs. Adrian, what did you find? Uh, yes, the... This is quite amazing. Uh, Cornelius Lapide says, uh, see what I have said on the Apocalypse chapter 21, verse 21, because I have enumerated 13 properties of pearls that apply here. And so uh, I'm not going to go over those 13 because that would take way too long. Uh, but instead, I'm going to focus on a couple things. Uh, one, the literal aspect of, of what the scripture says, according to Cornelius Lapide, he says, by this treasure, St. Jerome understands Christ himself so by the treasure, what is the treasure that we are seeking? It is Christ himself, according to St. Jerome. According to St. Augustine, it is the Holy Scripture, that the treasure is the Scriptures itself. And Cornelius Lapide quoting says, For when anyone has attained partly to the understanding of it, he feels great mysteries lie hidden in it, and he sells all he has and buys it, that is, by despising things temporal, meaning he despises the things of the world, and he procures rest for himself that he may be rich in the knowledge of God. Tropologically, St. Gregory says, by the treasure we understand heavenly desire. So it's heaven. So the treasure we seek is what? It is Christ. It is the Holy Scriptures. And it is heaven. So these are the things that we strive after. We strive for these things in our life. We should be reading Scripture. We should be seeking to be closer to Christ, especially in the Blessed Sacrament. And we should seek heaven above all things. For if we do not make it to heaven, then all is lost.
Mm-hmm. Everything is for naught if we do not become saints. Amen. Well said. All right. Are you ready to play the game? It's. I think it's all easy question. Uh, what's today? Wednesday? I think it's all easy question Wednesday. And you could win. You could get into the prize pack uh, this week. All you need to be is our first caller right now. The phone number is 877-757-9424. Call right now. 877-757-9424 is the phone number. Phone lines are open waiting for your call at 877 877- 757-9424 that's 877-757-9424 we'll be right back we all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction but with the help of God and a church family your children can grow in the security of faith, hope and love Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at catholicscomehome.org. Protestants like to use James 2, 10 through 11 against the Catholic doctrine of mortal and venial sin. Because James says, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. But James can't be denying the doctrine of mortal and venial sin because in 115 he affirms it, saying that sin in its beginning stages doesn't bring death, venial sin, whereas it does in its more mature stages, mortal sin. The point James is making in James 2:10 through 11 is that we must keep all the commandments in order to avoid incurring the guilt of transgressing the law. We can't say to the Lord on Judgment Day, Lord, I only broke one commandment but kept the other nine. So James 2, 10 through 11 is simply a misfire in trying to take down the Catholic belief of mortal and venial sin. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. For 2,000 years, we've helped the poor and comforted the sick. We've educated generations of children develop the scientific method and college system. We support marriage and human life. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the fullness of Christian faith in the church started by Jesus. If you've been away, visit catholicscomehome.org today. Welcome home. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. (laughs) The Catholic Trivia Game Show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and fear and trembling. The Catholic Trivia Game Show, where we have a secret and hidden agenda. So please do me a favor and don't share with anyone what I'm about to tell you. Keep it just between us. But there are a few things we like to do with the uh, game show segment. Number one, we like to teach the faith. So we look for teachable moments in the questions. And you never know, you just may learn something you did not know before. 
and praise be to God for it. We also like to have a laugh. We like to have a good time, and our contestants tend to be a lot of fun. They are good sports. They laugh with us. Uh, sometimes they cry with us, but that's okay. We have a great time, and we enjoy that. And then, of course, we give out prizes, making it kind of a winner for everybody involved. But here's the kicker. If you're new here and you don't know what's going on, we have three Catholic trivia questions. We have a caller on the line, and and we uh, don't ask them these questions, so they don't need to know the answers to these questions in order to still win our game, because I will ask instead Janelle and Adrian. One of them will be right, and the other will be wrong. The caller will have 15 seconds to decide who do they trust more, Janelle or Adrian, and then every right answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Janelle, what could they win? You can win, well, Array Moose, our sponsor, is providing a moose-style standard-sized Bible cover made to fit the Great Adventure Bible, a standardized-sized breviary cover, a regular print Magnificat cover, and a rosary pouch. All the leather used is genuine, beautiful chocolate brown with black stitching to give your religious goods a beautiful and elegant look. It's 100% handmade and built to last a lifetime. Wow. So thanks be to God. Thank you so much, Array Moose. Um, if you would like to check out their um, website, their store, they also sell Bible covers, Ruby covers, Magnificat covers, missile covers, rosary pouches, guitar straps, wallets, bags, purses, and crossbodies. How cool is that? Super cool. Yeah, praise be to God. Nothing like a nice leather cover, right? Uh, all right, so thank you, Oray Moose. That's moose as in the, the, the land mammal. Oray Moose. See, it's a play on words. You see, because they're from Minnesota. Of course, they... They have moose up there. So praise be to God. Thank you, Array Moose, for generously sponsoring our game show this week. We're looking forward to giving away the prize on Friday. Let's go to the phones, though. And thank you for all those who tried to call into our program today. If you don't get in today, try call back tomorrow. If you're our first caller, you'll have your opportunity to get in on this week's prize pack. But Alicia, good morning to you. Thanks for being on our show. Thank you. Praise be to God. Alicia, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm in Missouri City, Houston, Texas. Nice. Very nice. We're very grateful. Now, where do you go to church? St. Lawrence. St. Lawrence. That's a massive church. They're so big, right. they bought the Baptist church next door and turned that into the uh, the community <laughs> yeah. center. Isn't that funny? That's Before hilarious. Before that, we could hear the pastor sermon in our church. Well, praise be to God. Oh, really? You could, it was that loud? Wow, that's crazy. Well, yeah. all right, Alicia, are you familiar with our game? Do you know how the game is played? Yes, I played before. Yes, I remember. Now, okay, pop quiz. Who's trickier, Janelle or Adrian? Who do you think is more tricky? Both. Both? Both of the above. Oh, wow. So you, you're, you're on the fence there. <laughs> you're not convinced. We'll see. Let's see if we can convince you today with their trickiness. Let's go to the game. We'll start with Janelle. Uh, Janelle, are you ready? I'm ready. Are you sure? Yes, I am. Are you sure? I'm ready. Janelle, can you tell me who was the very first pope to fly on an airplane? The first pope to fly on an airplane? Yes. That would be Pope Pilate Ninth. Really? Yes. Huh. I did not know that. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. Pope Pilate the Ninth, you say? Yes. Mm. Or in um, um, airplane vernacular, Pope Pilate Niner. Um, <laughs> niner, Niner. <laughs> okay. Let's go with Adrian. Adrian, can you tell me who was the first pope to fly on an airplane? You know, uh, in the Eastern Church, is, uh, it's a pretty common belief that Pilate mm. was actually a saint. 
Yeah. <laughs> Not in the Roman church, but I wonder why. <laughs> College G wins. But anyway, the answer is uh, Pope Paul the Sixth. Pope Paul the Sixth. Hmm. So okay, here this is tricky. Adrian says it's Pope Paul the Sixth, uh, but Janelle is saying it's Pope Pilate the Ninth. Fifteen seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Alicia, what say you? Are we there? Is it Janelle? Is it Adrian? Who do you say is right? Hello. Can you hear me? Alicia, are you there? I oh, no. I Janelle, but I have no idea. All right. Survey says. What did she? Janelle. She, she said oh. Janelle. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Alicia, can you hear me? Oh, my God. <laughs> I told you. Alicia, I don't know about your cell signal. It seems like it's breaking up a little bit. Hopefully you can hear us, but uh, Janelle tricked you. Sorry. Janelle, there is no Pope Pilate the Ninth. There was no Pope Pilate the Ninth. There's no Pope Pilate in any. In fact, yes. it was Pope Paul VI. And it was kind of interesting because he went from an era where popes never leave the Vatican to an era where... When popes he, are never in the Vatican. Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Pope Paul VI spent a lot of time on airplanes traveling around the world. We, we think back uh, about uh, JP2 being on airplanes all the time, but Paul VI was the guy who started all that. So, in fact, it was Paul VI. <laughs> but do not fear, Alicia. We're going to get you in that okay. cup. We're going to get you in that cup. Let's go with uh, the second question here. Adrian, uh, can you tell me, what is the mantle-like vestment... Which reaches from the shoulders all the way down to the ankles, opens in the front, and clasps just under the neck, and is worn by a celebrant at nearly all solemn functions except the Mass. Hmm. Benediction would be a good example of this. Like the asparagus may. Uh, let's see. You know, priests wear this when they want to cope, uh, but I'm going to go with they wear a cope. Your, the, your answer is a cope. Cope. A cope. A cope. C-O-P-E, cope. Cope. Let's see what um, Tricky Janelle has to say. Janelle, can you tell me, what is the mantle-like vestment which reaches from the shoulders to the ankles, opens in the front, clasps under the neck, and is worn by a celebrant at nearly all solemn functions except for the Mass? Hmm. Well, usually in the faith, the Catholic Church, we have a lot of special names for different things, mm-hmm, but in mm-hmm. this case... It's not as important, so we don't really have a name for it. We just call it a cape. That's it? Yeah, it's just a cape. Not very fancy. Yeah, not not fancy. Huh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty ordinary. All right, Alicia, so here's the deal. Uh, Janelle says uh, there's nothing fancy going on here. It's just called a cape, like Superman and his cape. Yeah. Whereas Adrian says it's called a cope. C-O-P-E, cope. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Janelle or Adrian? Alicia, what say you? I quit. <laughs> what? You don't know? Adrian. Survey says. Oh, you got it, Alicia. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you see? Janelle. How do you feel about Janelle now, Miss Alicia? How do you feel about Janelle now? I mean, uh, that's two questions. Now I know one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, you got to watch out. You got to watch out for them. All right. All right. Uh, well done. You are in the coffee cup. You've made it in. You could win. Praise be to Jesus. But let's see if we can't double your chances this week, Alicia. We're going to go. Okay. Now, okay. I'm going to just warn you. This next one could be tricky. 
It could be. Wow. So we got to listen. The other two way easy, this must be impossible. <laughs> it's, not, <laughs> it's not impossible. It's, we just got to listen carefully. All right, here we go. Back to Janelle. Janelle, can you tell me, what is the study of the end times called? The study of the end times? Yeah, the fancy $10 word scholars use for the end times. And, 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 uh, endodontics? <laughs> endodontics. <laughs> endodontics. Yes, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the study for the end times uh-huh. is called the endodontics. Okay, Adrian, what do we call the study of the end times? That would be eschatology. Eschatology. All right, so Alicia, here's the deal. Adrian says it's eschatology, but Miss Janelle says it's endodontics. What is the call? What do we call the? Sound like dentist. Fifteen seconds on the clock, Alicia. Who's right? Who's wrong? Janelle or Adrian? Adrian is right. <laughs> Endodontics. What is that? <laughs> that like a it is a dental yes. thing. <laughs> All right, Alicia. Wow, how well did you done. know that as a dental thing? Oh, I didn't know that. I'm very dentists. proud of you, Alicia. You were not. You. not you caught on that Janelle is uh, somewhat tricky there, and you didn't bite. So praise be to God. You are in the cup twice. Praise be to God. How do you feel? All right. Good. No, you, you were going to give it. up. Don't give up. She didn't hesitate the last question. You did great. <laughs> well, Alicia, praise be to God. All right, we're going to put you on hold again. Make sure Anna, is uh, who's answering the phone calls for us today, gets your phone number. Case it be God's will that you should win. But uh, thank you again for calling in and being a part of our program. Thank you very much for your uh, program. God love you, Alicia. Have a great day. That is going to do it for the radio side of our program. Alicia was a lot of fun. Praise be to God. Made it through some uh, couple of difficult questions there. We're very grateful to her. But uh, we're going to go into the after show. And if you can join us, we'd love to have you. you got to hang out on the video feed to do that. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or right on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT is our website. Also, tomorrow, the Catholic Gentleman. Uh, is going to be our guest. And we're going to have a great conversation for three segments in that first hour, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, uh, right here on Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Well, that was close. She nearly, she nearly hung up on us. That would have been less than ideal playing the game. Welcome to the after show of Catholic Drive Time, where we get a little bit more casual about our conversation with you about whatever it is that's on your heart, on your mind. We're very grateful to you. And, of course, we see a lot of our uh, normal CDT Insider crew here hanging out with us to this morning on our social feed. So praise be to God for that. Thank you. If you're new here, please comment for the first time. We love our first time commenters. We'll be very grateful and uh, lavish some extra love upon you for doing so. Uh, so uh, wherever you're at, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, I don't, I, can we 
can, have we never been able to see comments on Twitter? I don't know if there ever have been, but are we able uh, to see them Yes, at all? but you can only see it if you pull it up on your phone. It only The comments only show up on the phone app. If you're uh, looking at it on the website, if you're on it on a computer, then you can't see the comments. Got it. Got it. Well, anyway, praise be to God. YouTube and, and Facebook are kind of like the, the, the mains. Uh, on occasion, we get some comments on our website. Um, but sometimes I'm remiss to even look there. So I'm, I've got, just got it up, just in case. But good morning to you, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Praise be to God. Uh, Alicia was a lot of fun. She's always a lot of fun. Uh, but she was like, she's like, oh, my heavens. She almost gave up on us. <laughs> to be fair, it was pretty hard. Was it? Pope yeah. Pilate the Ninth. Pope, I don't know. Yeah, I, I it kind of sounds like a real pope. Pretty kind sure of. that's a toss. Like, I mean, yeah. Pilate could be a saint. Uh, <laughs> um, I was trying to make an airplane um, um, illusion. I want to say there's a tradition that says Pilate committed suicide. Oh, what? wow, really? I want to say I read that in an early church document. I heard that cool. a lot of the Eastern churches saw Pilate as a saint. Of course they do. They they think they, they love Constantine too. Um, you know, it's the Easterns, the Easterns. What are you going to do? The Easterns. Uh, good morning to you, Eric Rodriguez. Tammy, good morning to you. Praise be to God. Uh, Teresa Avila is in the studio with us. Good morning to you, Anna. Good morning. Uh, let's see. William Hemsworth, good morning. I had a great conversation with him the other day. He's got, I think he's going to publish that conversation on Friday on his podcast, The Bible Catholic. You can find him on YouTube. Search for William Hemsworth. You'll find him. Jeff Burrier, good morning to you. Uh, good morning to you, Sienna. Good morning to you, Mr. Thomas Anderson. Good morning to you, Genevieve. Good to see you. Praise be to God. Who's on Facebook? Uh, Janice is on Facebook. She's uh, from Houston, a friend of mine. Hey, now. Uh, Good morning. She was married at Regina Chaley, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Buddy is on with us. Patty was on. She didn't say goodbye today, so I don't know if she's still with us. Maybe she is. Uh, uh, I know. She never did say goodbye. Patty, are you hanging out still? Elizabeth. Breaking the trend? Is on uh, with us. Ubi. And uh, that's Sean Rice's, uh, our, one of our colleagues, his wife. How wonderful. Let's Praise see. God. Who am I missing? Now, I'm missing Lori. You, you passed up. You said Janice, your friend, but Janice is a first-time commenter. Is she not? Oh, I actually, I don't know. I, I have think no she idea. is. I think so. I, I don't know. Janice, have you commented before? I don't know. Praise be to God. Good morning to you. Good morning. Amen. Good morning, morning. Thank you. We love our first-time commenters. We're very grateful to you. Praise be to God. Lori's on with us. Sonia, she said, uh, Lori said, pray for her cousin, Carla, for better health. Amen. We will pray for her. Amen. Uh, Mary Baron, I, are, is she a first-time commenter? No, we've had her on before. Oh, okay. Mary wants yeah. to win the prize. So what did we give? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you see what she said? She's like, skip the drawing, just give it to me. <laughs> no, no she's, she's referring no. to oh, uh, no, Alicia. No, no. My no. bad. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You're right. My mistake. Give her the prize. You want to give it to Alicia. I see. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Gloria Ni Nicola. Nicola? Nicola? N Nicola, no, yeah. Nicola. Nicola. Uh, Joaquin. Nicola. And that's it. There yeah. we go. Praise be to God. Mm -hmm. Well, good morning, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Oh, good morning, Angelo. Yeah. On the YouTube. Yeah. Oh, that's right, Angelo. Good morning to you. Praise be to God. How Did you apply for the diaconate, Angelo? I'm curious. Did that ever go through? I think we were praying for you on that. Um, praise be to Jesus, if, if so. Come on, man. Genevieve said, I want to be on the game show with Adrian. Aw. Aw. You want to, like, answer the questions, or you want to be a contestant? I think it matters which. Mm. Well, should we have uh, celebrity mm. stand-ins for, mm. for the two of you? Uh, sure, that'd be kind of fun. That would be kind of fun, wouldn't it? 
Let's get. Um, it was a lot of fun when Gabriel Castillo did it. That was hilarious. Oh, wow. He cracks me. He up. really got into it. It was. So it was funny. a lot of fun. Praise be to God. I got to. Uh, I ran into randomly my friend uh, who was in the seminary with the fraternity uh, yesterday. Buddy Kane. Good morning. Um, so that was super Kanan. cool. Kanan. He was. Um, he was out there, and uh, I was at uh, Annunciation for Mass at noon. I had to, a couple uh, errands to run, and I finished early, so I stopped by Annunciation for Mass, and he was there. I was like, oh, my gosh, I forgot. You guys get summer break, and so y'all get to come home. Because uh, in the Friars, you don't, you don't go home. You, you stay there, and you, know, you, just, you get to come home, I think, like, I think for Christmas, and that's about it. But... Um, he was there, and I was talking to him, and he was like, yeah, the seminary at the fraternity is amazing. He said, I got to go to uh, Mexico, where they had ordinations in the traditional rite, which was the first time that it's happened in Mexico really? since before the council. What? I was like, what? That's crazy. That is crazy. And it was Cardinal Burke, and he got to meet Cardinal Burke and talk to him, and he said uh, he's been doing well in his Latin studies, and so he spoke to Cardinal Burke in Latin, because Cardinal Burke is fluent in Latin. <laughs> I was like, that that's is awesome. super cool. That's you know, awesome. that's an interesting point because um, I think I've asked a few fraternity priests about that, and most of them don't speak Latin. They can read Latin. That's the requirement, that they must be able to read the Latin. And basically. pronounce the words. Yes, but they don't speak mm-hmm. it. So That's changing. It's, so it's the, like a whole other level if they're speaking it. Yeah, so they're, they're changing the way they teach it because there are multiple methods of learning Latin. I've learned this because uh, my friend Harsha, um, you, you've met Harsha, right, Joe? I yes. think you you I, must have. I think I, I have, Anna has. but I can't picture what he looks like in my mind. I have to show you. He he goes to Regina Chaley every Sunday, so you probably see him. I have to have uh, seen him. You have to have yeah. seen him. But he uh, he's learning Latin right now. He's learning classical Latin, so I'm like, bruh. But he's um, he's learning the traditional method of learning Latin, so he's actually learning to speak Latin. Mm. And I was taught Latin the Wheelock's way, which is a academic way of learning to translate Latin. Mm-hmm. So there's different styles, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, the fraternity is actually moving towards a more traditional style of teaching Latin, so they want them to be able to actually speak it. Yeah. So they wanted to be able to speak it, read it, translate it, everything. Whereas traditionally, because, I mean, it became after, I guess, the French Revolution-ish time, uh, Latin fell out of favor in academia. And so it became only a tool of academia. So if you wanted to read things, you basically need to learn Latin enough to read and translate. And that's where it stands today for most places. Uh, ah. But, you know... Uh, it's coming back. It's making a comeback. It's, it's making it. a comeback. It's making a comeback. My Which little brother. Cool. Oh, yeah. My little brother, John Paul, he went to a minor seminary boarding school. Mm. And there they taught wow. them Latin. And they would have debates in Latin as well. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, and it turned That's into like a, a Latin wow. dissing session. Apparently. Latin <laughs> like, session. one of the kids apparently said, like, tu, tu mater or whatever, which means your mother on um, oh, in Latin. Tu mater. <laughs> no, I, we, this has been a while since we've talked about this, but they're on YouTube. YouTube, you can find modern songs sung in Latin. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, there's like a Hellfire s- from uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame is <laughs> sung <laughs> in ecclesiastical oh, Latin. I was thinking of uh, like uh, Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. Uh, and Teen oh. Spirit. There's Teen uh, Spirit. there's some folks that's, that uh, translated and sang Teen Spirit, but in Latin. Wow. It's mm. it's quite hilarious, actually. Oh, wow. It's quite yeah. funny. Uh-huh. Well, the, the great thing about this is that this was part of the, part of the church. Like, so at the Second Vatican Council... 
all the bishops were required to speak Latin at the council. You could not present anything otherwise. And the amazing thing about that is there's a universal language. It's yeah, a language we've that we've had this conversation. Yeah, before. I know we have, but it's like it just—it's just reminding me because it's—it's amazing because it's making a resurgence. I thought it was going to be completely dead because um, most bishops do not know Latin. Most bishops do not know Latin. The reason why Cardinal Burke knows Latin is because one, he was—he uh, was raised with the traditional mass, so and he's been saying it for a long time. But two, he was the chief canonist of Rome for right. a while. And so over the church. And so he uh, has to be fluent in Latin to be able to do that because everything's written in uh, the official languages are all in Latin. Uh, but it's making a comeback. And that is super amazing because yeah. you can travel anywhere because not everybody speaks. Like if you're in Mexico, not every if you're talking to the bishop, not everyone knows Spanish. If you go to Italy, not everyone knows Italian and so on and so forth. But Well, you know, English has kind of taken over as that universal language. language. And uh, I, I remember listening to Cardinal Lerno talk about this in his trips to, the, to Rome and how uh, there are certain bishops who would not want to admit publicly that they know English, that, you know, because they're kind of anti-American kind of thing, but they do all speak English. And so that's kind of the language they, they use as their universal language. So bring back the Latin. Make Latin great again. Speaking of coming back, praise be to God. Kathy, our friend from Massachusetts. Good morning to you. Praise be to God. Good to see you. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. We love it. Uh, she says she's on every morning, but she's not always able to comment. She says, today I'm home trying to dry out after praying in front of the abortion clinic in the rain. She's a, she listens to the first hour a, a, after the second hour, so she, she must be listening going backwards. She rewinds the tape, so to speak. Well, it's good to see you again, Kathy. God love you. We, uh, we appreciate you hanging out with us every day. And it's especially nice to see you commenting, too. Praise be to God. Uh, I, I thought it was hilarious. Some of the, uh, I'm just now seeing some of the comments on, uh, on the questions for the game. Um, and your, your dental joke really, uh, I guess, worked very well. <laughs> I'm glad they got it. Yeah. Now, her dad, her, both your parents, right? Both of my parents. My dad used to be an engineer for 10 years before he got bored and quit his job and went to dental school. Um, and so, th but thanks be to God, he's doing something he enjoys much more. Um, he feels, um, is, uh, what God has called him to do. So, yeah, it's, it's great. Um, I, a lot of people have asked me if I would follow in their footsteps to also become a dentist. The answer is no, but I will, as I like to say, I will be helping other people smile in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. That's awesome. Praise be to God. Now, so your mother is an active dentist? Like they're both working as dentists right um, now? Well, no, my mom's a stay-at-home mom since oh, I have it. younger siblings, um, but she hopes to get back to it um, yeah. when she's free. Awesome. How many times a day you guys have to brush your teeth? I'm just curious. <laughs> At least two. At least At two. least two. Sometimes three? Sometimes three. Sometimes really? more. It depends. Like right after lunch or um, something? So my dad uh, recommends like if you eat like, like sweets or like, um, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like try to brush your teeth afterwards um, to reduce uh, cavities. We should uh -huh. break all like dental myths uh, while you're still on the show. Oh. <laughs> like, is it true? Like, yes. D does does the toothbrush matter? Like, in other words, does it matter what toothbrush I buy? Because you, you have know, to get the $500 one. <laughs> they say uh, nine out of seven dentists uh, agree that the Oral-B is like the way to go. Oral-B. Yeah. Um, yeah, nine out of seven. <laughs> so my mom says that you shouldn't use bristles that are too hard. Um, and really? Like, yeah, you're not supposed to like brush your teeth super hard. You're not like, um, and it's... Don't say that out loud. My wife <laughs> might be listening. Yeah. And then our kids may hear this. Because you're you're We're scratching like, scrub the uh, those 
<laughs> what matters, the, the most important is the gum line in particular uh-huh, um, to uh-huh. reduce uh, gingivitis and other yeah. gum diseases. Yeah. Um, and flossing is super important, as oh, you may all now. hear. <laughs> That's a myth. Talk about conspiratorial theories. <laughs> flossing. Oh my heavens! Yes, uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's um, it's 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 really fun. I've I've had um, my dad take um, instruments home, and then like he's like, okay, Jen, I'll lie on the couch, <laughs> and then like he's done Hilarious. some procedures at home wow. too. I was um, just thinking back the other day because my wife had to go to the dentist, and I was thinking, remember when you were a kid and they used the happy gas? The happy gas? Yeah, Ooh, the la- the gas. laughing gas. Have or, you ever had um, that? Have you ever yeah. had that? It's not laughing gas. Per se, have you ever um, used the happy gas before? I used to. I have not. Man, I have not. I would not want to go under. <laughs> and then they gave you like different like scent. You don't flavors. go under. It just like yeah. it, you, you fly high as a kite. That's all. I mean, it. Well, I just give you weed. <laughs> Might as well. I mean, it's <laughs> kind of the same thing. It's kind of uh, crazy. Mister Thomas Anderson on YouTube says you brush your teeth. Dentists recommend to brush with left hand to preserve the enamel. Also, what? floss is more important than brushing. Really, I hate flossing. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very tedious, but it's worth it. Uh, you know what's good with floss is you can also use it as fishing string. If you're in a pinch and you need to like I've never true. been in a situation where I needed to do that. Uh, I can but now say you that. know. Now you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Floss works for so great yes. as fishing line. From now on, <laughs> every time I go camping, I'm going to bring dinner floss. Yeah, just. Amen. <laughs> um, yeah, do the different flavors help out? You like the mint flavor? No, you, you definitely right? don't Peppermint? want it to be flavored. Yeah, definitely okay, you not. You want the non flavored yes. version the of, of the of the You mean bass don't like peppermint? It can throw things off, yeah. And you you can use a water bottle as a reel, so you just you know it's a great huh. survival tool. Interesting. Yeah. The trick though, it becomes the hook. How do you get mm. a hook in a pinch like you? Well, one nice, uh, super uh, tricky pro trip, my uh, pro tip might be, is just go looking in the water. Uh, there are a lot of people lose hooks on rocks oh. and such, and along the shoreline. And you just might find someone else's old lure or hook in the water that you can reuse. True story. Interesting. True the way you story. find it, though. Yeah. So uh, stepping on it. <laughs> I look. So I was looking into Pontius Pilate as a saint, and apparently mm-hmm. Augustine held Pilate as a convert, and the Greek and Coptics uh, both named Pilate and his wife as saints. And apparently Eusebius uh, claimed that Pilate converted, and he says, uh, "Here's a quote from Eusebius." And when the wonderful resurrection ascension of our Savior were already reported abroad in accordance with an ancient custom which prevailed among the rulers of the provinces of reporting to the emperor the novel occurrence which, uh, which took place in them, in order that nothing might escape him, Pontius Pilate informed Tiberius of the reports which were reported abroad through all Palestine concerning the resurrection of our Savior Jesus Christ from the dead. He gave an account also of other wonders which he had learned of them, and how after his death, having risen from the dead, he was now believed by many to be God. Um, and then he goes on from there. But apparently Pontius Pilate converted according to people, and he uh, and so he is a saint according to the Coptics, uh, the Ethiopians, and the Orthodox, and the Greeks. So. Wild. Maybe I know. I, very I, I read I mean, his wife probably said, That's I told true. you so. I did read I somewhere. So. Mm-hmm. I read somewhere. I can't remember where. I'd have to look it up again. Uh, it's been a while, but I read somewhere that there's a tradition that he committed suicide out of depression because he got reassigned. He got moved to some other place. I don't know. I have to look, find that again, but that's, that's wild. It doesn't surprise me that the Easterns are like, yeah, he's a saint. There's been a big debate over Constantine, too. I think Constantine was a saint. There you go. Mm-hmm. I also think Charlemagne is a saint, but he's not canonized anywhere. Um, no one canonized uh, Charlemagne, but 
he is depicted among the king's saints just without a halo. And then whenever he his tomb was also surrounded by all the saints, but also in the, his tomb he was not given formally anything that 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 says him as a saint, but he's given all the pomp and circumstance of a saint without actually saying he's a saint. And they don't put the halo on him in art, but he's depicted in and like the saints. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, tricky business. But I'm it? of the opinion he was a saint. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Tammy says she still uses the happy gas every time she goes to the dentist. Hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. Lori never... said laughing gas was great because weed stinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the, um, I don't remember having yeah, the munchies afterwards. They, uh, yeah, they gave, true. like, they had, like, different, like, scents that you could choose from. I'd always choose, like, bubble gum. Really? Or, like, yeah. No, they, like, there was, like, orange scent. You there kids was... today. Yeah. We... Back in my day. <laughs> no, this was years ago. Scents to choose from. It was just happy gas. It was just happy gas. Just happy yeah. gas. That's it. And I've never had it. I've You've always never been, had always happy been gas? numb with the needle. Oh, that, oh, that's all I get nowadays. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, that's, never, uh, never laughing gas. Yeah, because oh. it takes I less time. I feel deprived now. I feel like I've been. You've you know, been deprived. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just never. I hate going to the dentist. Uh, I hate going to the doctors. I hate. I hate all of it. <laughs> I could have if I could avoid anybody in the medical field. I would be a happy person. But you know what? I, whenever I go, I'm like, dang, no wonder it's. I they earn their money. I mean, that's just like the the other doctors get to inject you, get to, you know, stick you. But they have to look in your mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) You know, they have to just sit there open up. It's a little like going to confession. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, it's like, who are the two people you don't want to see at a party, a cocktail party? Your confessor and your dentist. That is very true. My dad says um, he'll ask people, like, do you smoke or like, did you drink like um, like soft drinks or something like that and like people will say no all the time Not but then he'll the look time. at their teeth and he's like hmm <laughs> something doesn't add up right. doctors are used to that yeah <laughs> it ain't adding up that's it's so not. true uh, praise it's be to not. God oh my heavens what else is going on out there we have I don't know 10 minutes or so left in our conversations mm-hmm. today uh, praise be to God um, uh, Christine was a great interview today yeah <clears throat> her expose was pretty Kind of gut wrenching. I need to watch it. I actually didn't see it. You know, boy, it's tough to get through some of those stories because of the depravity being so bad. But one of the under, you know, I imagine she gets a lot of uh, hate mail, so to speak. People who don't like the fact that she does such stories like that. But I would say this: when you watch that, one of the one of the themes that you're getting out of her expose, and we just we touched on it today with her, is college. You is it's like Father Pacquelli, as bad as he was, as terrible choices as he chose to make as uh, as a priest and as a man, um, he seemed to have been left out to dry. Like there, what was the effort to save him, to bring him back from the brink of of self destruction? It seems like there wasn't any effort to to do that to to save him to save. I mean, God rest his soul. Who knows where he was in his last moments? I certainly don't. But golly, Juiz, when you see the footage of the cops walking in on his dead body, it, it it's it's so sad. It's so depressing. So in spite of all of his horrible choices and his immoral behavior and his mortal sins that he committed. College, you is where was the effort to to bring him back from the brink of destruction? 
to me, that's one of the bigger scandals in that whole story. It's very, very sad. <clears throat> and then the, to drop it like a hotcake just because the guy's dead. Okay. It all, nothing matters anymore at that point. That's, again, that's such a scandal. So, Christine was a great guest today. Um, and the breaking news out of the pillar again. College whiz. Pillar is killing it right now. Pillar is killing it right now. If, no. you, if you haven't heard, so let's recap that story. So I don't. I, I closed out the, the the article in front of me, so I don't have it in front of me. But here's the general deal. So what happened was when <laughs> when you when you download these apps on your smartphone, <clears throat> there's those uh, terms and conditions. You know the ones that you just agree to and never ever read. Awkward. Uh, yeah. Well, you should read them because... Are you calling me out? Uh, I'm calling us all out because who's not doing that? Who's reading the terms and conditions? Every last word. Every last word. You probably read yours in Latin. Mm-hmm. But uh, most of the time, you are agreeing to things that you probably wouldn't agree to. The problem is you want the functionality of the app more than you care that of what they're actually doing. So a lot of these apps are collecting your data, your information, and they're supplying that information to to others, either at a cost or, or foreign governments, for instance. And in the case of these hookup apps, Grindr, for example, owned by, Chi- uh, uh, by, the, by Chinese companies. And Chinese companies are required by their own law to provide the data back to intelligence agencies in China. Let that sink in. So all of these apps and a lot of the users were reporting that they're being blackmailed. Why? Because their data has been shared and now they're being blackmailed. So all of these people using these apps to hook up, well, two things. One, it's a security risk from a national perspective. It's a personal risk because you could be blackmailed. And secondly, Grindr was selling the information to the highest bidders. So the pillar was able to purchase the data legally, not illegally. Then they were able to hire a consultancy firm to verify the data so that they can be sure. Then they took it a step further. And not only, we, we, we talked about this with the USCCB Monsignor guy. Uh, they not only scheduled a meeting with the USCCB to say, hey, this is what we found. We want to ask you some follow-up questions before we even go public. We want to give you an opportunity to have a response and, and have a review of, what we, of our report. Think about that. How professional is that, that they did that? Well, they also did it with the Vatican because they discovered in their data mining and verification process that there were many cell phones within the Vatican in parts of the Vatican not open to the public. So not the museum, not the basilica, but in buildings inside the Vatican that belong to only employees and and people of the state of the Vatican that also were being uh, used for hookup apps. Grinder being one of them, there's others. Like, for instance, there's one that's owned uh, by a Russian company. College is. How good could that be, huh? Hmm? I wonder. And in the terms and conditions, it tells you that your data is going to be open and all. And I think there was even in the report itself, it even talked about how uh, one of the apps even said that they would be able to access the rest of your information on your phone, on your device. So you're, you're opening wide uh, to these companies with nefarious interests. The road to, uh, to big tech is right, and many people who travel on it. It kind of reminds me of, you remember the Ashley Madison scandal? No. Yes. You remember that? Yep. 
Um, so that was a website designed to make it easier for people to commit adultery. Yes. And there were some celebrities that got caught up in that. And so someone hacked the site, got all the data, and then they were trying to blackmail people and make it public. And um, so this is kind of what's going on again with these hookup apps. So uh, the pillar is crushing it by revealing this information. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who, who are not happy I mean, we saw Father James Martin get upset at them because they revealed or they were investigating priests. I mean, it's it's How dare they? it's scandalous, and the faithful are are tired of it. We're done. You know, every time I've had a chance to have a private conversation with a priest in my travels as a public speaker, in particular, I will always say, Father, do you know what the lay faithful really want to know? They want to know that you are madly in love with Jesus Christ and his church. They want to know that you are completely sold out for the faith. If you demonstrate that, if they understand that, boy, it'll make all the difference in the world in your relationship with them. But I think too, and as the passage today and the early church fathers, St. Chrysostom, St. Hilary, and others, St. Gregory the Great pointed out in the passage today, you can't have one foot in the world and one foot in the journey to heaven and think that that's going to work. You can't serve two masters. You have to choose. You have to choose. And too many, too many of these uh, of these folks that are caught up in this scandal. It's clear, Father Pequelli. It was pretty clear where his interests lie in this world and the pleasures thereof. And in his case, very perverse pleasures at that. Very, very. It's tragic. And I think the lay faithful are just getting fed up. We want no more of it. Um, yeah, it's kind of sad. But my default mm-hmm. is to not trust priests anymore. My default and that's is tragic. I, that's a scandal. It is, it is tragic because it shouldn't be that way. It should not be. But that now way. I, you know, I, I'm automatically suspicious until I they earn my respect, and that's not right. It shouldn't be that way. Yeah, it is difficult. It's that's part of the scandal. That's part of the uh, sort of like the two birds with one stone, so to speak. You know, it's um, you destroy so many uh, layers in all of this. <clears throat> and what's the answer then? Living in a state of grace. And it's hard on the good priest. Yeah, it it's, is. It's even harder. They're mixed in with the the, the bad lot, mm-hmm. and it's, yeah. it's they get that uh, they get that uh, negative um, attention, and it's just you know, uh, pray for your priest. Yeah, exactly. We have to pray and fast. But I, pr- I think I appreciated that about Christine's reporting was I do. you could tell. Not only from our conversation today, but in the actual report, you could tell there was like a, you know, a concern like, God, gee whiz, this was a guy who probably could have been saved if people took enough interest in trying to save him. If they had the agenda of wanting to save this priest from self-destruction. Well, didn't she say he witnessed something? But my, and... po- my point is the same. Yeah, if you watch the expose, it's tragic. It's gut-wrenching. But my point is, like, where's the charity for the man, for the sinner, right? Where's the charity for the sinner to help the sinner come to repentance and, 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 and die in a state of grace? That's part of this, tra- that's part of the scandal here. You know, the, the, the goal is the salvation of souls. Mm-hmm. The, and, we, and Christ made it very clear. He did not come for the righteous, but for the... For the for, sinners. For the sinners. So where is the charity for the, the, for the sinner? Um, they let him. They let him die in squalor. Mm-hmm. It's tragic. It, 
That was very tragic. Very tragic. Uh, Buddy says he's got no cell phone <clears throat> for that reason. I was thinking about, have you seen, um, on a, a kind of a similar note, the Freedom freedom Phones? Yeah. Freedom Phones. De-Googled? Yeah. De-Googled. It's De-Googled a de- phones. smartphone. It's, a, it's <laughs> still a smartphone, but it's like gotten rid of all the um, tracking and yeah. all that stuff. They, wow. they took can, it out. You can turn it off. You can turn the tracking off now. No, no, no. no, no. I, don't I don't know. know. You can't completely turn it off. Yeah. That's the problem. Especially with Apple Apple devices, you can turn off some functionality, but it's clear that they still have access to... Like, for instance, there has been um, sort of mainstream reporters, like, like 60-minute type reporters, who have uh, tested this theory where they took... Uh, the one I'm thinking about, and I'm sorry... Take this with a grain of salt, but I can't remember the guy's name or the, or the report, but he had two phones, one completely turned off and one on that he turned off location services on, traveled around town all day long, came back, hooked them up to a device that could read their data, and both phones recorded their locations all day long. Oh, wow. Yeah. Welcome to Google and iPhones and whatnot. De-Googled phones. Maybe the only way. Just getting rid of your phone, getting an old flip phone from Walmart might be a better way. Anyway, God love you. God bless you. That's going to do it today. Tomorrow, John Heinen's on the program. We're interviewing an exorcist today. We're interviewing an exorcist today, so we'll be playing that soon. Plus, Patrick Coffin, we're going to be interviewing him tomorrow after the show, and he'll be coming up as well in in the rotation. So a lot of great content. Head your way. Praise be to Jesus. God love you. God bless you. Share us with a friend. We'd be grateful to you. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Thank you for joining us 